A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear in major songs And I like that Hey Table Shakers, what's good, what's good? It's Friday and I'm so glad to have you guys joining me again on this, what I'm hoping is gonna be a nice and sunny Fridays because it's been kind of rainy over here, you guys. It's been really, really dreary. Like I'm from Charleston, so we have Charleston, South Carolina, let me be specific because there's another Charleston event. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina and we have some of the most bipolar weather. Like I swear it'll be hot one day cold the next we'll have heat strokes rain hail hurricane and sunshine all in the same day i kid you not like or let's just say the same week and that's kind of how the week has been it's been really really rainy but then it's going to be super hot like right now it's like 42 i want to say it's about 42 degrees and then later on this week it's about to be like 81 so I have no idea where we do that at but again happy friday <laughs> happy friday everyone um thank you for joining me on shaking the table thank you for having a seat um and just welcome to the party pull up a plate hold on to it if you don't want it to hit the floor because i'm hoping that this doesn't rattle some of you but it might it definitely kind of was like a ooh, ooh, my heart <laughs> kind of moment for me when i first started learning about it um and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. And what I'm referring to is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm referring to is Negressions Theory or Black Identity Theory. And we kind of started talking about that before. Um, and if you are not familiar with it, if this is your first time joining me, first off, welcome. And if it's not, you know, let me just give you a refresher. So remember, um, Black Identity Theory is coined by this particular theory is coined by Dr. William E. Cross Jr. And for it, he has the French term negrescence, which is this term to become black. That's actually what it means in the French is to become black. So it's called negrescence. And he believed that there are five different stages of that. So the first stage is your pre-encounter. And that's kind of your stage where you're just kind of absorbing the dominant culture, which in American society is the white culture, um, that porcelain white skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of the world revolves around this type of culture, kind of dynamic. Even if it's not overtly said, it's definitely subliminally said. But to be des desensitized to that and not understand where you come from, and not really see that there is a difference in your skin tone than from, you know, Laura from HR <laughs> or so what. Um, that is, that's what that stage is. It's before you really kind of have that reckoning. And your second stage is your encounter. So that's whether it's an impact or a certain event or a series of events. It's just something that just like, boom, you have that realization. You hit with the realization and you cannot hide it any longer it's just you have to face it um your stage three which is your immersion immersion is really when you start to 
you know, play on words, emerge into the culture and you start relearning. It's when your eyes are opening. It's like, what have I been taught? What have I been doing? What's problematic? What's not problematic? It's when you really start to notice things. I hate this term for various reasons, but the most, probably the easiest way to describe it for people that they'll really get it is it's when you become woke. I hate the term woke because I feel like it has been so saturated and it's been changed and dissected and changed again and dissected again and just appropriated. But woke stage three is woke. And then four stage four is your internalization. And that's when you start to become really secure in yourself and secure in your own identity. It's kind of started to solidify. It's unshaken. It's unmoved. You have basically broken down and rebuilt from the ground up and you have a firm foundation of who you are but now that you have a firm foundation in who you are learning who somebody else is doesn't shatter your foundation it doesn't change who you are so you're more willing and actually actively seek to find out about other people and other cultures and other beliefs and this isn't just um it isn't just racial or ethnic it's also like I want to understand what it's like for um, people who are in poverty it doesn't mean that you have to be in poverty or not in poverty. You just like want to know, or I want to know about people who have um, disabilities, whether it's visible or not visible, because not every disability, which you know that's a whole other conversation, is something that we can readily see. But it's really just wanting to understand anybody else's struggle without that taking away from the struggle that you have been through or your people have been through which is stage four and then your stage five your internalization and commitment is when you start to take everything you learn and you try to find a way in some way shape or form to teach and expand and it doesn't mean you start a nonprofit or you go on certain tangents or whatever or you do what I do and paint it doesn't mean that it just means that you find it to be important to share and to correct and teach and teach in love you know not just like oh well you're wrong because of blah 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 it's that come here let me educate you and you actually do active things to help so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into today's episode of stage one. You have been listening to Shaking the Table with your host, That Art Nerd. We'll be right back. So welcome back, you guys. You are listening to Shaking the Table with your host, That Art Nerd. That's me. So we're going to continue our conversation on Black Identity Theory. We're actually going to start it like more in depth. This is your first in-depth conversation. So if you didn't catch me before the break, we are going to be talking about stage one today, which is your pre-encounter. And if you listen to my jump of what my story was, you will hear that I went to an, I went to a visual and performing arts school for middle and high school. And my experience was being around predominantly white people. Um, and Again, I'm not, you know, disclaimer, I'm not saying down with white people, they're all evil. Like, they're not. They're not. Um, the the systematic oppression is evil. The dominant kind of making everybody else subservient is evil. Not being able to acknowledge that there's still systems in place that make it so that people cannot actually get ahead or acknowledge the fact that there's people who have a huge disparity in being able to get ahead. That's evil. But white people individually, they're not <laughs> just, you know, just that disclaimer, just saying. Um, but yeah, so 
I know for me at that time, I didn't have a lot of black friends and I didn't know enough about black culture at the time to really see certain things in a different way. Um, I was also a church girl, very much grew up in the church. So like things that people would bond with, like music or, you know, um, certain fashion choices or things like that, like I didn't get like I didn't watch music videos or stuff like, you know, cringe. There's a lot of old 90s and early 2000s music that I just did not know. Like my first time listening to secular music, like my own like secular music was a Chris Brown album that I borrowed from a friend and I would listen to on a Walkman um, in my room hidden by the closet. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I thought it was just so like interesting, you know, but you ask any other black kid at that time, they're just like, girls, what's wrong with you? Like, it was just like, they, I did not have it. So um, very, very sheltered in my own right. Like in my own right, I was just that goody two shoes of a kid. That was me. But I kind of got that sidewards look like, oh girl, why don't you know this? And everything from other black people. Um, Cause the only other black kids I knew was at my church at the time. And I, we were just different. I've always been different. And a lot of my differences has nothing to do with being black at all. But at the time, like, I didn't connect with people that looked like me. So it wasn't a thing where I was just like, oh, I hate black people. Like, I never had that experience, even though there are those who think that in your stage one. But I never had the experience where I hated black people or I hated myself. I just kind of had this oblivious kind of kumbaya. Why can't we all just love each other and bake cookies? And, you know, like, that's all well and good. But let's have some conversations, too. Like, yeah, you know, if you get caught with some weed cookies and she get caught with some weed cookies, y'all consequences are going to be very different. Disclaimer, I never did weed cookies, but you know what I mean. So um, your stage ones, thank your Carltons from Bel Air and or... Um, Fresh Prince, think Stacy Dash from Clueless or Stacy Dash as she is right now. Um, think um, Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. All very different characters, but all very much have that little to no understanding of their black skin and what that makes them, that they are different in Within American society, I'll say they are different and they're going to be seen that way. Um, if you don't know who W.E.B. Du Bois is, look him up because double consciousness is real. It's that idea that you have to see yourself as black before you see yourself as American. And then for me as a woman, I feel like you see yourself as black first and then a woman and then American, there's so many layers to just being able to exist, like being able to just exist. is kind of something that, you know, a lot of black people don't understand or we don't get. And I think that in your stage one, you want to, you feel like you should just exist. And you haven't had that realization that it's unsafe. And I think that's really, really boils down to it's really unsafe to just think that you can just do what the dominant culture does, especially for our black men. It is dangerous out here to not have that understanding of who you are and just the impact of it. So yeah, you really are kind of just 
stuck and there's people who stay in this stage you know up until their adult lives there's some people that they knew when they were like seven or younger like they just knew they had that experience real quick um me mine just later in life some other people not so much um this is why i think it's very important that if you do have you know children or family members that are very well off or i don't think it's a bad thing to be you know surrounded by money or being places that are predominantly white, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I do think it is important, though, to have conversations, not of hate, but conversations of cautiousness. If you are Black, you fully understand what the talk is. Um, you know what the talk is. Ask the, you know, anybody that's not Black, the talk to them, they're thinking birds and the bees. Mm-mm. Whole different conversation. <laughs> the talk is definitely a survival guide of having black skin in America and your stage one, it's almost like you haven't even opened it yet. You haven't opened your survival guard. You haven't looked at it yet. You, for one other reason, sometimes it's because you choose not to. Um, but oh my gosh, you can choose not to study, but you will be tested. And that's usually when that stage three, stage two, excuse me, will hit you smack dab in the face. So it's, yeah, yeah. So um, if you guys have any questions about stage one, um, anything that you wanted like wrapped up or wasn't fully clear about what a stage one is, or I'd love to know if you are stage one. Um, I, I kind of find it hard to believe that anybody would admit to being in it while they're in it, because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I don't. I know I'm black and everything, but what does that have to do with da da da? Like that's when the butts come in. It's like, yeah, I'm black, but you know I can still blah 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 blah. So yeah, if you still have butts in it, you know we gonna pray for you. <laughs> you gonna get there. I hope you get there without having it to be a massive encounter, but you gonna get there. But in the meantime, when you will get there, by listening to Shaking the Table, because we're gonna get you right. You're gonna learn all about this black identity. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's been fun and it was quick. You know, join me for episode the next episode for episode two so we can actually like get more into it. Um yeah. Ciao you guys. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>